what's happening it's your girl Ro barbs and uh this episode we are missing our boy will jrb again um but guess what we're gonna have him on the next episode because this is a two-part topic um <clears throat> so for the first episode our first part i'm gonna be talking to one of my good friends um Introduce yourself. What's going on, y'all? My name is Jarius. Um, I'm with my girl Ro Barbs here, joining her on her podcast, you know. And the funny thing about this is we are actually out of town. We did not plan this together. It just so happened. It just happened. It's crazy. Small world, right? Divine. Divine. <laughs> All right. So, as I ask everybody, even Will, when he's on the podcast, what have you been up to this past week? Man, so this past week has been a pretty, pretty good week for me, you know. Um, I mainly just been, you know, meditating, getting my mind right. Um, also, too, doing my therapy. Um, and, you know, uh, spending time with my cousin, you know, I surprised her um, with a visit up here. Spent some quality time with her. And everything, you know, it's been a, a much needed, you know, trip. Um, for two reasons, you know, for me it was a I didn't realize it was gonna be therapeutic for me, but it also really, you know, kind of brightened up her her spirit. So it was it was pretty good. You know, that's what I've been up to. What about you? Hold up. Did you say you popped up on her? No, nah, well I didn't pop up. I oh. popped up with the question about like, hey, you know, you mind if I come, oh. you know? Yeah, yeah. I was so, about to say, dang, what if she had like <laughs> What if she nah. had whole plans and you just like, oh, no, hey, no, what no, up, no, no. cuz? No, I don't do that, man. I don't want nobody to do it to me, so I ain't gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to do it to nobody else. But, I was like, man. <laughs> but nah, man, what happened was I actually, um, crazy thing is I actually was thinking about making a trip last year. So, um, but it was so much that went on, like, with me last year. Like, my dad passed, um, trying to get stuff straight with, you know, my ex-wife. So, it was a lot going on. But in the midst of that, I don't know why. I thought about her, you know, it was weird, you know, it was like a, I felt about, I felt her in my spirit, so I was like, man, let me reach out to her, but I forgot, you know, in the midst of all of that going on. Oh. Yeah, so, um, but what happened was, um, I thought about her recently, again, I was like, man, since she's in my mind, let me go ahead and reach out to her, so I reached out, and uh, we talked and everything, and she was just like, are you for real, you gonna come? I was like, bro, I'm dead serious, she was like, oh my God, you know, so I was like, man, yeah, I'm um, spend some time with you and we can kick it and you know catch up and everything so it's been this week has been pretty good for me it's been really good that's good that's good yeah. I know you asked me what I've been up to um same old same just you know doing this whole work thing and school um funny thing about my classes is my one of my professors like legit never does anything on time so He'll have an assignment due, and he hasn't even presented the work for me to do the assignment on. So I'm sitting here looking at something, and it's like, uh, it's late. And I'm like, I ain't even, I don't even know what it is. You go to the assignment, and there's nothing in there. So he's been stressing me out, but, you know, I'm a... Sounds like the professor just like, bro, do what I told you to do. <laughs> right. And then it's like, but what did you tell me to do? <laughs> Don't He's worry like, about just, just, just do it. <laughs> just do it, please. Make sure you better hurry up. Like, come on, I, who does that? Oh, so, man, that's crazy. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily all HBCUs or if that's just a thing that this particular school does. But I don't know. But we're going to make it through. I'm going to get at least a B in this class. So. Yeah, for sure. I believe in you. I got faith in you. Thank you, cause I be. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I'll take a seat. You know? I feel like every now and again, every student get that feeling like, bro, fuck this. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right. It's like, like just let me pass, right, man. man. You know, like forget this. You know, but yeah, I, I feel it, man. I'm trying to finish school myself, so I understand. Yes, let's let's finish school. It took <laughs> me forever. I always tell people I don't want them to, you know, have to go through what I've been going through with school or whatever, but it's still going to be an accomplishment no matter when, when it happens. Absolutely. So, but, um, so you said earlier that you're in therapy. Yes. So how, okay, without obviously going into detail, 
Um, and that's actually what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So, I mean, that's your therapy session. Oh, no, no, I, I mean, I know the patient <laughs> doctor confidentiality, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to talk about that that type of situation or what you're doing. So, gotcha. uh, how long have you been doing or how long have you been going to therapy? Uh, so far, I started back in April. So about three, three four months. months. Three or four months, yeah. Okay. Okay. And um do you have do you have a male therapist or a female therapist? It's a female therapist. Okay. Um I def I mean for me, you know, I, I do for one I'm a huge app now I'm a huge advocate of therapy because I realize the power it has. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I've seen how it has affected me in a positive way Mm -hmm. um but also you know just for me I tend to feel more comfortable around people for one I'm more comfortable around females when it comes to talking Mm -hmm. you know um and opening up about things you know I first you're not just open up to any female of course but just feeling that connection like okay she's really concerned you know she really cares and like you know so I can I feel more comfortable opening up to you know someone like that. So males, um, in my opinion, um, we can. When it depends. I have to have a really strong connection with a male. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody that I hold, um, you know, real close to my heart that matters to me in my life for me to just be able to open up to a male like that. You know, but um, for a female, you know just because I feel like they have a genuine nature to care, you know, because, you know, they birth children, so they have a genuine nature to care, so I feel oh, like the it's... nurturing. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's it's a lot easier for me to be able to open up to a, a female versus, you know, a male that I don't know. That makes sense. So, um, so you've been seeing this therapist for a few months now, and do you... Do you feel like, and this is where we're about to go into our topic, but do you feel like you can pretty much tell her anything? Not because you're paying her, but like because you really feel like whatever she is either listening for or giving you advice on is actually helping. Yes, I do feel like, you know, I can tell pretty much anything. Um, Wait, is this your first time going to therapy? No, no. Okay. Well, well, this is my first time going to, like, my own personal individual, individual therapy. Okay. But, you know, um, I do feel comfortable talking to her because, I don't know, like, I've had, I've always had that, that, that sense to be able to, like, okay, I can tell when somebody, like, okay, this is good to connect to this person or it's good to open up to, you know, I just have that, always had that sense of comfortability in some in a person. Yeah. And so I get that with her and also, too, it's not just, like, I'm getting paid to help you. It's, like, I really care to help you, mm-hmm. you know, because, for one, we can relate. We're both of the same ethnic background. Okay, so she's a sister. Yeah, she's she's definitely a sister. So, you know, that's something that matters to me, too, because it's like I need for somebody to be able to relate to me that can give me the best advice, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, no offense, you know, not like it's any racial discrimination or anything, but just, or sexist or anything, but it's just, I, you know, pick my therapist that I feel that can best relate to me and Mm -hmm. give me the best help. Um... But, yeah, she is, um, I feel like I can open up to her about anything, you know. And even if it's some things that's kind of hard to open up, it's probably because I'm having a hard time dealing with it myself. So, I'm, I'm not really totally comfortable with it myself for me to open up to her about it. Okay. So, uh, based upon the topic that we're going to talk about, you and I discussed this, um, it's, it's about black men having a safe space. So now you're you're telling me that you have that safe space with this with this therapist. So that that makes me wonder like prior to therapy like did you have a safe space? Did you have somebody that you could talk to? Um I feel like yeah, I I definitely had you know, my, my mother wanted me to... She definitely had that safe space for me. Um, and, 
you know, she wanted me to feel comfortable, you know, open up to her about anything, whatever. But, you know, it's just that part of, you know, me just like, man, this is still my mama. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's hard to open up about certain things, even though she created that space. She want me to, you know, feel comfortable and and, um, to open up to her about whatever um, and just talk to her about whatever it is. But I can do it to a certain extent because I have a certain level of respect for her the right. way it's like yeah yo i can't give you this because i don't want you i'm you I'm still your son no matter how old i am and i don't want you to look at me any type of way or like i don't want to want to shift you know so it's like it's still like a protective boundary like you know oh yeah it's it's kind of hard to explain but i'm pretty sure like you know most guys that are mama's boys in a sense you know they can understand that but you know um I say, like, I had that safe space, but to be able to open up about stuff that I was really, you know, like, hey, man, like, this is really bothering me. You were struggling with it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I really need a neutral safe space. Yeah. So somebody that I, that, that don't. That was unbiased? That, yeah, that okay. was unbiased to where I can get the, the unraw, like, the raw mm-hmm. uh, help, you know what I mean, advice. Um and yeah, she, my therapist created that that safe space for me, you know. So it's, it's and that's something too. I don't want to, you know, get ahead of the of the session, but you know, when my dad was alive, you know, I, I'm pretty sure most black men can relate to where some fathers are there, um, physically, but they're not there emotionally. Yeah. Um, they're not there, um, in a sense of how to really give advice on how to be a man you know like mm. you know the and how to really you know kind of tend to them and care for them you know without it's like it's either it's tough love mm-hmm. you know um you know habits you know don't be in a rush to get married you know it, it may not be our fathers telling us that it could just be father just figures males, yeah you know males. yeah mm-hmm. um telling us that um also too you got um you know, the fathers may not even be in the, in the kids' lives. There's a lot of single parents and mothers out there, you know. Um, so, you got that. And then it's like, where do, in a sense, it's like, where do we go? You know what I mean? It's kind of, we, we get we get brought up in a lot of dysfunction oftentimes and a lot of missing pieces. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like, we kind of grow up missing a fraction of our male our um, manlyhood and what it means to be a man and we reach out to all of these exterior sources that teach us dysfunctional methods on what it is to be a man but that you know kind of causes a rift in our relationships as we grow on and we grow up in life so you know, it's that's a that's a whole other. <laughs> it's a whole nother. We can say that for part two. <laughs> we'll say that one for part yeah. two. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, there I do recommend therapy. You know, for anybody, you know, not just black men. You know, um, but ma- you know, mainly black men because it's like we don't really know how to deal with our emotions and what we feel, mm-hmm. deal with our hurt. We don't, you know, we walk around and it's like, you know, we're trying to be tough, but it's like, who are you being tough for? Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, it's okay to feel, you know, God didn't give us these feelings and emotions to just not, you know, feel them, you know what I mean? So, um, it's, I definitely believe in like, you know, talking things through being level-headed, you know, and by using therapy and talking through your issues, it can allow you to release of a lot of things that you have bundled up on the inside mm-hmm. that will allow you to be able to iron things out. Um, you'll be able to think more clearly, make more sound decisions, and you know, not just based off of emotional highs and lows and everything. You'll be able to, everything should be able to run smoothly. That makes um, sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, and, okay, so... In that particular situation, you you are able to talk to a therapist. Right. Which, I mean, honestly, not a lot of people have. One, because they don't have insurance. And yep, insurance. another thing yes, is true. because, you know, they've just been raised to bottle that stuff in. Right. And I'm in a and it's it's all people. I'm not finna get into this all lives thing, but yeah. it's more so like I'm I'm particularly talking about black men because 
like you said, the stigma is black men are supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be like, you cannot be vulnerable as a black man. You can't express your emotions unless it's anger, you know, those type of things. And so when you're going through the stresses of your day, it's like you carry, black men carry that load so much. And it's like, Mm -hmm. when do you get an ability to just kind of let it go? And so recently, um, because I've been, you know, I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. I did, I did a survey on my Facebook or a poll on my Facebook and on my Instagram stories to get, you know, black men, hopefully, I'll say this time, black men actually uh, were the ones that answer it's always this off the subject but it's always every time you ask somebody especially a specific group like a gender or um if you ask you know hey what do you guys think about this and don't give me this or this answer it's always somebody that slides in there being a troll and being like well as far and i'm like it never fails man it never fails i was so glad that this time on both ends. Shout out to the men that actually answered this poll and also shout out to the women that I know y'all wanted to press that button, but y'all didn't. So thank you because it served a purpose. But uh, the poll that I did was, you know, as a black man, do you feel like you have a safe space? And it was, it was crazy because on my Facebook, it was like 66 to 33, yes. So favored, yes. But on my Instagram, it was 33 to 66 favoring no. Oh. That So, you know, Facebook, my Facebook friend said, you know, majority of, majority did have a safe space as a black man. And then 66% on Instagram said no. And I was like, well, that's so interesting because the other thing about that that was even crazier was the fact that most of the men that said that they didn't have a safe space were married. Hmm. So, and the only reason why I want to talk to you about this, and you don't have to talk about it, but I mean, you don't have to go into it, but because you've been married before, mm-hmm. and I take it you want to get married again eventually. Absolutely. Okay, so do you feel like it's important to have a safe space within your marriage, like within your wife? It's pivotal. Okay. Because communication is key. I cannot stress that enough. In any relationship, whether it's friendship, mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, co-worker, boss, whatever, wife, you know, you, communication is always there. And it's effective a, it's communication. A effective communication, not yeah. just any communication. Effective and healthy communication. Mm-hmm. Um, because also too, what also plays a part in the communication is knowing the other person, right? And and how they communicate. Um, because then you can strategize on how to communicate with them in order to be effective as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, communication effective. Um, and healthy communication is very important um, because that way it keeps both of you on the same page at all times. Right. And um, it, it resolves, it keeps conflict at an all-time low. Okay. And then with you, so you feel like having that safe space within your wife is like top tier on the priority Absolutely. list. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So... So I had, what, you were about to say something. I was going to say, and and the reason why, I just wanted to give a reason why behind that. Okay. Um, because what happens is when somebody's feeling misunderstood continuously, that person shuts down. Oh, it, it may be. Or? Every, every person shuts down in their own way. Okay. But what, as soon as the follow after that, they're going to look for outlets. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> they, I'm glad we, we they, trust me, that Trust element. me. 
Trust me, I, I know what you I know what you was getting at over there. You I was, was like, oh, 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 that's all they do? They shut down? Oh, okay. no, trust me. It's, yes, immediately after they shut down, it's going to, somewhere out there, they're going to reach for feel an outlet. They're going to feel that void okay. every single time. So it's like, oh, well, then it's always seemed like, oh, man, he understands me. He's giving me the attention, you know, it's going to be he or she. It, it, okay. That's how, okay. Yeah. That's how it yeah, is. That's how it is. Gender you know? neutral in this conference. Oh, trust me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely all about it, you know. Um, but that's what happens, man. It's like, you know, somebody's going to either it's the boy, guy or the girl. Somebody's going to feel unheard or, you know, they're going to feel alone in the relationship and they're going to reach out for outlets. You know what I mean? And then that's when the problems start the trust issues, you know, and everything else, and it just caused the foundation to crumble. And that's how friend horse got started, because <laughs> it was like, I'm looking for an outside source on this joke I got. No, that's, that's not how it happened, but, uh, but that, was, that was the ongoing joke for a while. But, and, and I had a follow-up with that, because I was talking to a friend, this was a woman, about... Uh, men having this safe space because like I said I've been wanting to do this topic for a long time and she was telling me how she has a friend that confides in her now he's married but he confides in her in the form of money hmm. so in the reason that's interesting what I mean by that is you know based on what she was explaining she said that he is someone that has been raised to a certain standard and that certain standard is you must be a provider at all times like you know the the olden days because now it's totally different oh yeah um you've got two income households at this point you know for the most part so uh in this particular case i'm not sure if she worked or not on his wife but uh she was not aware that he was, you know, like short on a bill or something. But my friend would know because he would confide in her and say, hey, you know, I'm short on a bill, you know, can you help me out? And it and it made me wonder, it was like, why why does he not feel comfortable just telling his wife, hey, look, I'm, I'm short on this bill. Right. And I was also thinking, I kind of put myself in her shoes for a little bit, you know, as if I were just now finding out. Like, like now I'm insecure because you didn't tell me that you right. were struggling with something that affects all of us. Right. And we could have, you know, I could have... Yeah. Why Why don't you trust me to be able to step in some, some way, somehow? Mm-hmm. I mean, I may have a sugar daddy on the way, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, that could help us out without me having to give him... Sh- nah, but... But, <laughs> but, I mean, still, like... I just wondered, like, why why would he not feel comfortable just telling his wife, like, hey, you know, I, I don't have it. Like, mm-hmm. does that... And that's where that safe space comes in, because it's like, she's supposed to, and I'm pretty sure she's willing to, like, be there for him to, right. you know, I'm sure that's in the vows, right? So, yeah. you know, why, why would... Why do you think that a, a black man in this particular case, would not feel comfortable telling his wife that he's struggling. Because, for one, how he, like like you said in the beginning, how he was raised. Mm-hmm. So, in his mind, he's living, he, he has, the, those are his commandments that he's living by what it means to be a man. So, for him, in his mind, he could mean like, oh, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a man if I'm not if I need the help in this area when I knew I was taught this when I was little, you know what I mean? So it, it could be that and pride, you know what I mean? That pride of just kind of like, like, nah, I, I supposed to, you know, uphold this, this household. So it's like, instead of him feeling like I'm letting my wife down, somebody that I'm supposed to provide for, mm-hmm. he'll reach outside and just like, okay, cause she don't know about it. So what she won't know, she won't have to, in a sense, now this is just me just being in his, you know, shoes trying to. I mean, you yeah, know, think hypothetical, about it, but, okay. But okay. yeah, that that could be what it is, man. And you know, I th- mainly I really just believe it's mainly because of how he was raised on on those standards of what it means to provide. So he just don't want to let his wife down 
by not being able to provide and cover all the bills. You know what I mean? It, it makes sense. But then I also have to ask, well, if you're this so-called man, I mean, and I know this is just an example because mm-hmm. I haven't talked to the guy, obviously. But if you're such a man and this is this type of man, you know, uh, facade, so to speak, that you're trying to portray or this this portrayal of a man that has it all together, why are you asking a woman for assistance? Yeah, I mean, true enough, it's not your wife, so I get that part. But, like, you know, it's like, why have certain pride in certain areas? Like, it's okay if I don't ask my wife because I'm a man, but my homegirl is different because she's a friend. Like, it, it just threw me off. But, uh, and, and and I think again that has something to do with that safe space, like you mentioned. That was okay. his, that was his safe space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, that make then that <laughs> make perfect sense. Don't good, <laughs> good way to circle around, man. I like that's it. The, that's that safe space, you know. I so, like it. Um, uh, if, and you know he's not gonna ask another male because you know again it's like an alpha asking an alpha. It's oh it, uh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So again, it's like you know. It's kind of like you have that that once that safe space, like that shelter. Like mm-hmm. I can go here, I can take off my cape and hang it at the door, and then walk in, and now I'm vulnerable, and I can be vulnerable in my safe space. Okay. And then when I step back out, I can put my cape back on, like ain't nothing happened. You know what I mean? Okay. So. That okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting you to do that, but I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it because it answered that question. So. Right. Right. I mean. Okay, so as a black woman, mm-hmm. you know me. You and I have conversed for long periods of time on several occasions. I'm not putting mm-hmm. our business out there, but oh, we'd be having yeah. some really good conversations. Oh, yeah, man. We had, we, we might need to do a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I, I, really, I really, like, I take pride in this. I was telling another friend about this. Like, I take pride in being that safe space mm-hmm. for black men because... You know, like you said in your analogy, like you have to literally do everything correct Mm -hmm. all the time in every field, you know, and not break a sweat, not be tired, not be frustrated. Like if you are frustrated, you're a typical angry black man. And then, you know, I mean, but you guys have struggles like everybody else. So Like everybody else. And, you know, it's and it's not to... And it's not to put it on like, you know, like we're trying to outshine somebody in struggles, but we really deal with, you know, a lot of struggles, you know, pressures of, you know, um, what it is on manhood. Because, you know, it's like even even also, too, it's like, you know, most of us are taught like, you know, we wouldn't a man till we have sex. You know what I mean? So and have multiple. Multiple. Right. Yeah. Like multiple sex partners. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, you mean, oh, man, you got a girlfriend, you got one, like, you know, what you doing? What, what, you know, you don't know what she, you know, and then you put the, they got the, all these little quote-unquote, you know, sayings, like, you know, you don't know, but one won't do another will, and it's just kind of like, now you're getting these thoughts in your mind, like, like, damn. I gotta like, have a team. I gotta have, yeah, you know, so it's like you start, you know, these, these bad habits that you don't realize you're creating, and then it, when you get in a relationship, you think like, oh, it's just gonna be easy peasy, but now, now you, when you, you know, wise up, you realize like, dang, all of these bad habits have are in my relationship. You yeah. know, they're affecting my relationship, and so, um, yeah, it it gets it, it's really bad, man. To where it's like we deal with hurt, um, heartbreaks, you know, um, things we were taught as kids. You know, then we get out in the world trying to be our own man. We're dealing with, you know. Um, discrimination then you deal with um stereotypes when it comes to the justice system you know so it's a lot of different battles you know that we face just as black men and um you know and and it's even like you know not to even talk about you know women against black men but you know even if you look on social media tv you know, anytime a, a you know a man involves a woman and they're having some kind of disagreement or altercation, you notice no matter who's you know if it's the woman's fault or not, you know, um, no matter if it's the woman's fault or not, they're gonna 
the woman is generally going to have more supporters than the male. So, yeah, so the male... Like, the male is automatically the aggressor. Auto- automatically. Mm. Automatically. And it's just like, dang, you know, like, you know, the woman can be dead wrong. And, and it's like, you know. And most not- of, most, never mind. <laughs> I don't want no, speak no your- smoke, ladies. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> no, speak your truth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we are damsels but yeah, man, I mean, it's like, you know, the woman can be wrong, but they're going to back the woman up all day long. Nah, sis, you know, get your bag. Do this, do that, sis. And it's just like, mm. but do y'all not see, you know, that she was wrong? But it's just like. No, you know, she wasn't. Of course not, you know. But, <laughs> I mean, even in, even in the court systems, like, you know, when it comes to, like, custody over children or yeah. whatever it is, the man is, is most, most of the time going to lose off the fact that, you know, the woman can can make a case so strong, and it's like even if even if the odds are stacked against her, somehow the male just gets a short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it is that way, but that's just how it is. And oftentimes, there I mean there are men out there there are that are deadbeats, you know, some that just ain't no good. But, yeah. But for the ones that are good and they get the short end of the stick, they just get wrapped with the other bunch that, you know, that get looked at as bad. Oh, you yeah. Know? And it's, it's not fair, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's... It's not. It, it sucks, you know, but unfortunately, I mean, that's just a fight. Again, that's another fight that we have to fight, you know, as men, black men, mm-hmm. you know, so... Yeah, yeah that's... Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I... I mean, I, I definitely agree with you, and it's a different perspective that I needed because, you know, like I said, my my goal is to be that safe space. I mean, not for everybody. I'm right, not right. meant to be that safe space for every black man, but I do want black men to know whether you're a friend, a coworker, um, not in the case of my current job, but hopefully it'll change soon. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, so black men that I meet and, and whether it's a romantic thing or even just friendship or coworker or whatever on the surface, I, I want to be that safe space, not a dumping ground. Cause that's different. Right. And speaking of which, um, reverting back to therapy, I, I don't think a lot of therapists say this enough. But therapists need therapy. Exactly. They, they, they need a safe space. Like, just like pastor, pastoral leaders, mm-hmm. you know, they get dumped with all this information. Right. So here goes, here goes your pastoral leader that has heard your whole, you know, your gripes and, and you know, complaints, frustrations, and they may have prayed over you, they may have said, I'll pray over you or whatever. And then you leave feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm, good. I'm good. Like, yeah. whew, I feel so much better. Meanwhile, your therapist or your pastoral leader or your friend or whoever your safe space was is drained mm-hmm. because now they have this weight on them that right. they did not prepare for. Right. And even in therapy, like, I mean, there's, there's times where they go through things even with their you know, their patients and it's like they gotta they gotta release that too. Right. So I think it's a double edged sword with being a therapist, needing a safe space, providing a safe space, being mm-hmm. obligated for that safe space. And then because of HIPAA, you know, mm-hmm. you you can't bring that home. You can't go into detail about that and and it's just like, alright, so I say all that to say, like, make sure people, if you are going to therapy, like, just understand that your therapist is not your magician. Your pastoral leader is not your magician. Um, They have problems just like everybody else. They struggle with different things just like everybody else. Um, And keep in mind that, you know, yeah, you may feel better once you've left, but you know, how do they feel? Right, absolutely. That's not your job to remember that. That's not your job to feel like, all right, well, as a patient, I got to consider. But just understand, like, they're not going to solve your problems within that first 
right, session, right. third session, fifth session, because you may have some deep rooted stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. No. But you know, it's I think it's super important for black men to have therapy, especially now. Yeah, man, it's crazy times now, and like you know, even I have. You know, even for my th- my therapist, actually, you know, something happened with her. You know, so um, it was something a, happened with her. What? Uh, with what you're talking about, like dumping stuff. You know, um, like oh, so did you tell me about that? I think I did about um Black Lives Matter. Thing? Yes, yes, that's it. Yes, okay, tell everybody about that. Okay, so you know, it was about two weeks ago, I believe. Um, I had one of my therapy sessions, and um. You know, so we had to postpone it a time or two, but like, you know, we ended up doing it later on that evening around five. So when we got on, I got on the call and everything, and um, you know, we was talking and just kind of seeing how each other's day was and everything. She was like, you know, my day went so great, and I was like, oh man, you know what's what's going on? What happened? So she was just like, you know, she had a a client, you know, um, and they was asking about. You know, they went to talk to her about the Black Lives Matter situation and the whole, you know, protesting and everything. So, you know, they talked to her. They was just, they was like, you know, saying that the Black Lives Matter thing was getting on their nerves. And mind you, you know, the the client was white. You know, so mm. so of course, you know, mm. I and, and my with my therapist being black, I'm pretty sure that raised. They got her blood boiling, you know what I mean? Because it's like, how dare you bring that to me and I'm black? And she can't. And she can't, you know, she can't she's retaliate. in a tough spot, you know, because she's yeah. a therapist and it's like, you know, she, you know, she can't retaliate. So, um, you know, needless to say, you know, that conversation, that whole session didn't go well. And she was telling me how she wasn't going to see them again um, due to that whole interaction. That's heavy. And she was just like, you know. It, it bothered her really bad. She was just like, she, her emotions were all over the place. She didn't know how to feel. She didn't know how to handle it. You know, so at this point, I'm feeling like, like, dang, we done switched roles. Like, I got on my glasses and my notepad sitting mm-hmm. in the chair and you on the couch, you know, and I'm writing down notes. Like, let me get this session back though <laughs> right. on my copay because right. clearly. <laughs> right. And, and um, which side note, it is a blessing that I don't have to do copays. You know, so that's a blessing right there. My insurance is taking care of everything. Look, this ain't no military <laughs> plug. Don't don't make this a military plug. You know, so everybody join the military. <laughs> My mama would have which, a whole. Which actually, you know, it just happened to work out that way. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that I I don't skip out on copays because, but it just so happened that during this time, they were her particular company wasn't accepting copays. Oh, so, okay. So yeah, it just it just happened to be a huge blessing. But um, um, back to you know what she was saying. So at this point, you know, we're talking it out, and I'm just like, you know, like, dang man, like this is crazy. I was like, you know, she's like, yeah, she was like, man, I, I had to get up and go to my office and everything, and just get out of the house and get some fresh air because it still got my nerves rattled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I understand. And I was like, you know, and we talked before we even got into the session. We spent like 30 minutes talking about everything, the Black Lives Matter, all of that, that hurt her issue at the time. And so it ended up being she helping me and I'm helping her type of thing, you know? Yeah. So it's like, help me help you situation. So, and she, she really was like, man, you know, I really enjoy our session. She was just like, I had, I like having our sessions at the end of the day because, you know, when I talk to you, it actually makes me feel a lot better about my day. And I was Ooh, just she like, gonna shoot her shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm like, all right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gonna be another one of her issues. <laughs> right. They never called me back. <laughs> but I gotta see him every week. <laughs> Let me see what he doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm charging him $50 a session now. We got right. co-pays. Right. Co-pays just went up. Co-pays. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, but I mean, but that's good that she was able to vent. That's good that she was able to vent. Um, because you know, in the event that she wasn't like, can you? Do you really think like she listened in that session? Yeah. After you know, she vented about what was going on with her. I did, you know, because she didn't even really, honestly, you know, when we started the session off she was saying you know she was kind of like fumbling over her words because she didn't really know how to start the session she didn't really know what questions to ask 
So I just kind of like, you know, kind of started talking. She was like, I'm glad you took this session by storm because I really didn't know. I'm glad you let it because I didn't really know what to say. My, you know, I, I really didn't have anything to say at the time. I didn't know how to form my questions. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, it's all good, you know. Um, but after she, after we talked about it, she was, a, she seemed a lot brighter um, and was able to kind of go with the flows of the conversation, ask questions. She was like, you know, I'm, at the end of it, she was like, I'm still a little bit shook, but you know, I feel a whole lot better now. So, that's good. Yeah, I was that's like, that's, that's, that's real good. I was like, you know, I felt like, like, dang, like, that's good. I was able to help my own, my, you know, help my helper, you know. Mm-hmm. So it felt good. That's, really I good. mean, that's that's a great thing because, you know, I was just joking. But when you are, when you're in a place where you're like, look, I got all these issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a therapist um, that I've actually seen different ones because, like you said, it's hard to find that safe right. space, even as a as a woman yes, it's hard to find that safe space i've had you know i've had a white male i've had a black male i've had two black male therapists i i've had no three actually okay three black male therapists and then uh, my current therapist is a black woman okay um she has experience in the military and you know she's She's a, a parent, you know, so we related on different things, but, you know, I feel like once it comes down to that, you know, level of having that safe space, I think it's just important for people overall. And again, I'm not yep. doing this black men's safe spaces matter. No, everybody's <laughs> safe space matters. I'm definitely not doing that, but I, but I do want to emphasize that it is super important if you have a black man in your life, regardless of if it's, you know, if it's romantic, just a friend or a coworker or whatever, um, if you have the ability to be a listener, uh, just go ahead and listen. You know, just take the time to listen. Like maybe ask some open-ended questions. Um, right, a lot of I. I've had I've had friends. I've even you know had um, I've been in relationships where they don't like to talk until it's bad and then it just blows up. Blows up, up yeah. So I'm glad I'm in a space now where I can handle those type of conversations and not feel drained. Mm-hmm. That is a blessing in itself. But I also think it's so important. Like it's almost like when a black man talks, like I'm like tuned in. Yeah. Because I'm like, what if this is the thing that just changes their mind from right. doing something it's drastic? Crazy. Yeah, you'll be surprised, man. Because it's, it's when somebody, it's it's like for me, what I've learned is just that I don't care who it is. It's just that you never know how one interaction, how far it'll take somebody, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I know... You know, I, just to piggyback off what you were saying about, you know, just a black person, if you have any type of relation, like a black man or whatnot, um, you know, friend, boyfriend or whatever, you know, you know, listen to him. You would be surprised how what it can do for a person. It, it can probably change our entire relationship, you mm-hmm. know, for the, you know, make it blossom for the better, you know. And, you know, it's for me, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, when I'm listening to somebody and I, I'm making sure my body language and everything is giving them my undivided attention so you know that I'm listening. I'm am, not, am I listening? Am I doing Oh, you're doing it. Okay, you're good. all right. I just wanted you to say it for the record. <laughs> for the record, y'all, your girl Barb's is on it. <laughs> all her eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, like, you know, I, I noticed that in today's society, like, it's a lot of people that they're just stuck in their phones, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So it's like, even when we're having a conversation, I know that I, I, I got a bad habit of people watching, you know, um, but that actually came by me just being alert at all times. I just, I, I don't know if people just do that a lot, if they, every time they go somewhere, they're looking at ways to get out of crazy situations or whatever, but... I end up people watching by doing that. But I notice, like, I see, when I see couples, 
they can be talking or just can be right beside each other, but they're buried in their phones for like long periods of time. Yep. Talking and the other person is in their phone, but they're trying to talk at the same time. And it's like, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, when me and my me and somebody or my girl or whoever are in a, um, a conversation, I don't care how small or how big it is. I want you to know you got my undivided attention because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, you know, I want that to me that just shows like, hey, you matter to me. You're important to me. You know, I this is our time right now. So I got you got my undivided attention. You know what I mean? So and that matters to a person. You know what I mean? But in today's, you know, today's society, you know, it's a lot of people that, you know, be in their phone. So they may not understand or realize like what it means to have somebody undivided attention, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, hey, to each his own, but that's just something that, that that's just what it means to me when, I, when I'm when i talking to somebody and I just, you know, move, remove all distractions at that time. Yeah. That is, um, that's a good point. It's important to, you know, make sure you separate the distractions when it when it comes time I guess you have to kind of pay attention to like the tone of the conversation right if we're all just joking and and everything like even still you have to kind of know all right well this may go into yeah you know a a a more drama or emotion filled Mm -hmm. type conversation or area uh but before we finish up on everything you give your final thoughts so let's say in this example I am a black woman that is dating somebody that doesn't really open up I desire to be that safe space for him um in this case I'm dating or even even just me as a friend with this person um what do you think is a good way to let that person know that they're a safe space. Now we're we're saying this based upon a person that does not want to open up or is not a person that tends to open up. So like what is something that I could do in this case to um, create that safe space? Um I I think there's, you know, only so much you can do because it's going to require the other person to trust you to be able to open up. Um, but I say you definitely communicate that to him, you know, you know, do things, um, or even just kind of like, you know, even talk about some things that like, you know, to just kind of share some of your safe, you know, secret things or whatever, just like, Hey, you know, this is something that I'm sharing with you, you know, just to let you know, like, it's okay to talk to me about, you know, some things that you're dealing with or whatnot. Okay. Um, and you know, definitely, because with people like that, you have to be very careful and handle them, you know, um, with caution because you don't really know when they're starting to open up, but you just kind of have to constantly, you know, you know, use good communication skills to kind of like play out and see how the conversation is playing out and see how deep it's going to go mm-hmm. because you never want to, with somebody like that, you never really want to, you know, kind of, how I want to put it, take it light. Because right. what happens is when somebody's that timid at all times, they're just like, at any moment, they can retract. They're like looking for a reason. Like, okay, see, this is why I don't talk to you about whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and become recluse, yeah, right? Become rec- yeah, yeah. So, it's, so it's like, you know, it, it, it is a lot. It can be very stressful because it could be a lot of work. But, you know, if it's worth it, then it's, you know, definitely put, put in that work. But also too on their end if it's if they're at a place to where it's like you know you feel like you just don't have the how I want to put it you don't have the capacity to just continue to keep trying and trying and trying mm-hmm. then it's just like okay well you just have that conversation with them like look you know I've I've done just about everything I know I can do um the ball is pretty much in your court to try to start trusting me to open up to me. Okay. But if they can't, then it's just, it's like, okay, well, then you you know how to readjust y'all's relationship. Okay. Oh, 
know. I, I think I think that's a good way to go about it. So to everyone that is trying to be a safe space for somebody boils down to just be attentive. Um, yes, yes. Make sure that you are able to handle those type of things. Be prepared for whatever may come out. It may be some things that you're not really comfortable hearing. You could be with, you know, you could be trying to be a safe space safe space for somebody that you're interested in. And that person could be, you know, telling you some things you really don't want to hear. But again, right. you signed up for this, trying to be right. a safe space. So you have to understand and kind of separate your own feelings from, from them. Um, we also talked about how therapists need safe space so as a patient just have that respect for their boundaries and have have a uh, a level of patience when you deal with them because they're going through their own things and although the session is about you it also pays to listen yourself um what are some of your final thoughts yeah man um i definitely agree with you know what you just said about that um being cautious definitely be attentive um and you know know the person that you're communicating with know how they learn and learn to know how they communicate um and definitely work on creating that safe space for them um and you know just kind of taking it one step at a time and and as far as getting to know each other and building that strong links in your relationship, um, whether it be, you know, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, you know, whatever. But absolutely, yeah, just, you know, be attentive, um, be patient, and, you know, don't judge them, you know, when they're different, when they're opening up to you. So, yeah, you know, those are some of my my last few thoughts on the, on the matter. I love it, and I can't <laughs> wait for part two. It's going to be so good. Yes, man. I'm when, excited already. <laughs> when Willie gets involved, it's I think it's going to be good, too, because he deals with this um, on a daily with his, uh, with his uh, career. So, yeah. So, um, that is, that sums it up for the particular topic. Now, to lighten some things up, I'm mm. big on music. What yes, are you listening yes. to? Do you have a good playlist? Man, I feel like I have a pretty balanced playlist, man. Like, you know, I have my, my chill modes. I have my R&B modes. I have my old school modes, you know, when I want to, you know, get in some, you know, some thug stuff. I got my thug music, you know. Got Stay my, with the thug stuff. Man. As, at all times, because it can go from zero to a hundred real quick. See, and that's why you need a safe space, because that's not that's not healthy. <laughs> that is not healthy. See, yeah, um, exactly. So, so what are you what are you listening to in particular right now? Right now, you know, Black just dropped his EP, so I've been listening Ooh. to that Black. Oh, six. Six lakh. It's actually black. No, I know, I know, but that's what makes oh me laugh. Oh my god. It's like I oh, literally. Oh, you talking about six lakh? No. It's funny because at one point, like when I was when I first when he first came out, I was in Atlanta when I first heard him, and I was like, "Dang, cuz like this, this shit hard." Like you know, who was mm-hmm. that? You know, she was like, "Oh, it's black." You know, but I was like, "Okay," but I didn't. It didn't really register at the times. But when I saw his name, I was like, six lakh." I was like, "That's different." <laughs> I did too. I was like, that's different. I thought he, I thought he was in a gang. And I right, thought right. Six. I was like, Because oh, he okay. always reps Zone 6. I'm like, bro, I, I know what it is. Look at here. Right, but. I was today years old right. when I realized <laughs> Zone 6. Zone 6. What? Oh, my God. See, <laughs> it makes sense now. Don't now. judge me, though. Safe you're space. Right. You're right. Safe space. Thank we, you. You got to exercise what we preach. Right. <laughs> I was today years old. Okay. Nah. Yeah, man. That's so, okay. So, his new album. What else? Um, I'm always in. The, I'm always in the mood for um for Drake and um Breezy. Okay. So I've been. I don't know what it is about that Indigo album that Chris Brown dropped a while ago. What the 700 track album? No, it got like 36. But... Oh, okay. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. 36, 700. But. 
I don't know what it is about that. That album rides so smooth, man. Like I go in there, it's I can't get enough of heat. Um, and I keep on that song, um, that two-part song of Burgundy. Like I always skip. Like it depends on my mode. Like I might listen to the whole song, but I might just skip through and let that Burgundy part ride. Like it sounds so good to me. I did not download the whole thing. Shame on you. First of all, that's 300 tracks. <laughs> I mean, where is he going? Like, I don't know, but he's he, going places. And then he created a whole new album with some more. Like, he did. It was like 35 tracks. Yeah, he did with, um, uh, was it Slime? Who? It was recent Slime? I think it was. See, I feel old. I don't that, know who Nenna that was. That one, that one, not Slime. Was it? I, I can't remember. But anyway, the people that's listening didn't know what when it was. It's, it? the, it's the most recent one. Yeah. Cause Not I was Young a, Thug. It wasn't Young. It might have been Young Thug. It was either Young Thug, uh, Slime, or uh, uh, I can't think of the other artists, but it's one of the you know like trendy ones that got like the uh, what's the trap music like the trap music. Okay. Type beat. Yeah. So. I wonder. I I think I saw that, but I didn't know if it was like a real thing or not. Yeah. It was, I, I didn't. I mean, I haven't. Honestly, I haven't really listened to it. Um, yet, but I'm just still stuck on Indigo and um, yeah, Drizzy. I can. It don't matter what album I'm playing with Drake because mm-hmm. all his are classics, if, if from my opinion. Um, even some of his mixtapes, but oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's it don't even matter. But yeah, I definitely been bumping Black. You know that song. Um, I know my no, I know my rights. I think that's what it's called. I know my rights. Yeah. I need to I need to get up on the times, but. I listen to what feels good. Like right now, um, let's see. I I still am listening to Tiana Taylor's album. You could literally play her whole album through. She's so talented, man. Like she she man. got man. She got so she got so much talent, swag. I love her personality. Like she she's just, married. Okay, so I'm just saying she is a dope oh, okay. individual. You know, I'm, I'm just putting say, that out there. She's not listening to this. It's podcast. okay. You don't know that. Okay. We could be going. We we see. I'm speaking on the level of where Come I see on, us man. at. Come on. See, man. you got to get on board. Okay. You know what? <laughs> My fault. You know, if, if Common is listening, and see, he there you go. To, you there know, you go. He needs a safe space. I am here, baby. See, they, now you in the front of the I'm, train. You I'm was here. in the back in the caboose, but now you <laughs> up there. <laughs> Oh my God! Look, okay, but yeah, no, seriously, common. If you're, you're like, Lonnie, Lonnie, oh, listen, okay. I'm here. Oh yeah, we on a first name basis. Oh, in see, my mind. See, now she done took over 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 my little motivational it's talk. Manifest. It's <laughs> okay. called manifest. No, but uh, but seriously though, okay. So, what am I listening to? I I do listen to a lot of Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even realize it, but. I listen to a lot of Drake. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have a particular song I am into. You know what I was listening to today? I don't know what made me think about it. Uh, Drag On. Drag On. Uh, the song... I always... I, for the longest time, I could have sworn the name of the song was Bust Your Guns. Uh, who is the... Drake? Is Drake the artist? No, Who's the artist of that? Drag On. Nope, don't ring a bell. He's young. Anyway, it goes. It's <laughs> man. It's one of the biggest Rough Rider songs. I probably honestly to be real, I probably you heard it. Bust your guns, hell yeah, we bust our guns, do we? Nope. All right. Well, anyway, I <laughs> I was I was listening to that on the way here, and I swear I went from like going seventy to like ninety. <laughs> I was so tired, like. But but I I love listening to like stuff from like the late nineties. I feel so it. Man. I feel it. I I said I declared this past week. I said my old school song like when I'm fifty or sixty and they like you know, all right Royale you gotta come you know you gotta come up it's it's your song or <laughs> if I if I'm at that age and I'm at the cookout. Oh shit! You, you gotta play gotta... you gotta play ideal called whatever. Mm-hmm. You gotta play that. You gotta play, um, you can play the Drag On song, well, exactly. Rough Rider. And then you have to play, um, Nivea, Don't Mess With My Man. Mm. 
And here I am thinking you was going to say juvenile. Back that ass up. No, I'm not. Because that's... I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so used to moving out the way for the Deltas and the AKs oh, when man. they stroll. And, and to say this and the SG Rose too, you know, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm... <laughs> I got, Boy, I got you would get your story. ass hit so fast if you don't move. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> I ain't like, never had that happen. You know, I'm cool. With I that. haven't either. Thank, thankfully, I knew how to move the hell out of the way. But, Boy. but yeah. So, all right. So we, so we have finished part one. Part two is gonna be just as dope. For sure. Then.